Alright, we want to praise the Lord on this last Wednesday night before Christmas. And a day just happens to be me and my wife's wedding anniversary. Been married 48 years today. And uh, wow, it just don't seem like it's been that long, but it has. And uh, my wife, I fixed her breakfast this morning, fixed her lunch today. And, and the granddaughter made us some cookies. But uh, what a blessing. Been married to her 48 years. Been a very good uh, on my end, I don't know about her and her end been kind of rough, but on my end, very, very good, uh, good cook, put up with me, prayed for me, uh, never let up, finally got me saved, uh, April 27th, 1988, we got married, December the 20th, 1975, still on course, still going, and I thank the Lord for that, we want to have a word of prayer, Sister Rita's going to sing us a couple songs here but uh, we will want to praise the Lord we got a uh, sister Carolyn uh, healing up from where she broke her foot sister Bonnie's healing up from where she had surgery and I talked to brother Ed yesterday and they got the boot off and his foot's doing good where he had the skin transplant and we got others that's lost loved ones we pray for them every morning that God would comfort them and carry them through that valley. And uh, Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for this little church. Lord, for so many, Lord, that attend this little church. We thank you for each and every one of them, Lord. We name them one by one, Lord. Early this morning, Lord, we call the roll call. And Lord, we thank you, Father, Bill, be in your house tonight. I thank you, Lord, for Sister Rita, Lord, being here running the live stream, uh, fixing the same. And Lord, we pray, Lord Father, for all of our people, Lord, that God did have a good Christmas. I know some of them, uh, Lord, will will be missing someone. Uh, Lord, a lot of people, brother, brother uh, Mitchell buried his his uh, sister Bessie. Uh, Lord, a uh, brother Patrick buried his his son, his brother-in-law, and buried his father. And, and sister Faye buried her husband and buried a. Son-in-law, and then Lord, uh, we got uh, Lord uh, others. Lord, it's recently Lord buried loved ones. Brenda buried her son Gary. Sister Bonnie buried her son Billy. Brother Ed buried his wife Karen, and Sister Joanne buried her husband Jerry. And uh, Lord, uh, others, Lord, and and Lord, we pray, Lord God, you'd comfort them, Lord, during this holiday time, this holy day. Christmas, Lord, I pray, God, Lord, you'd cheer their heart, Lord, to know they'll see them again. And, Lord, we pray, Lord, Father, for those hostages over there in, in Gaza, Lord, I pray they'd be released. I pray, Lord, they, they'd be able, Lord, to, to regather their life. I hate, Lord, to hear the, the torture and the things they've had to endure. But I pray you'd put it in the heart of those, those terrorists, those Hamas terrorists. I pray you'd put it in their heart. Lord, to want to release them. Lord, I pray somehow there could be some closure over there. If I could have a say in it, I wish the Hamas terrorists would be, uh, Lord, just come out and throw their arms down, throw their weapons down, and, and raise up a white flag. And Lord, I pray they seek to live peaceably. I know your word says he to have friends must show himself to be friendly. And Lord, we pray, Lord, Father, this war could have an end. We know, Lord, your word your will's above ours, and we want to pray. 
like your word says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for our Father. I pray for our leaders. Lord, I pray for our country. A lot going on in this country, Lord, that I don't approve of. But Lord, we thank you, Lord, be blessed to be able to live in America. And Lord, I pray, Lord, you continue blessings upon your churches, upon your children. Lord, upon your workers, your singers. And all, Lord, may it be to your praise and glory. And we ask it all, Father God, tonight, in Jesus' blessed name, amen. amen. Come on, Sister Rita. Sing as many as you want. just want to request prayer for our little ones that's yeah. going to be coming up in, in our little play that we're going to have uh, on Sunday. Uh, so let's remember all of them in our prayers when we're saying prayers. Amen, um, Sister I thought of that just a minute ago. We're going to try to go through it all on Saturday and just hope for the best. That's all we can It'll do. It'll be good. It'll be good. Yes, it will. <laughs> so my first one that I'm going to sing tonight is uh, uh, In the Garden. Bless the Lord. Oh, mm -hmm. 
Good singing tonight. I appreciate that so much, Sister Rita. Uh, we do want to pray for that Christmas play. I thought about it really after I sat down over there. We're so proud of these little ones that are undertaking this uh, this Christmas play. And uh, I don't care how it goes, it's going to be a blessing. Uh, just seeing little ones involved just be a blessing. And uh, we're, we're so looking forward to it. Father, we pray you bless this Christmas play. Thank you, Lord, for all involved. Thank you for reading, Lord, working so hard, Lord, and getting everything together. And I pray you bless these little ones, Lord, and, and use them, Lord, I pray, Lord, to convey, Lord, the, the great message of Christ coming into this world, the great gift of God that, Lord, you gave your Son. And, and I pray this Christmas play, Lord, would, would not only be a blessing, but I pray it touch many hearts. I pray, Father, Lord, for all of them, Lord, involved. I know they're there, Lord, it's, it's a time, Lord, when people are busy. But, Lord, we want to do this. We'll take time for this. And I pray you bless it, Lord. And, and Father, we, we thank you, Lord, for all you do. And ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to be talking tonight about two different Christmases. One of them is a spiritual Christmas. And the other one is like a worldly type Christmas. We'll talk about the spiritual Christmas first. And that's recorded in Luke chapter number 2. And it tells us the day that, that Jesus was born. I didn't even realize that. I was looking over this. Everybody's always wondering what day he was born. It tells it right in here. Luke chapter number 2, and uh, we're going to go ahead and read about 20 verses. We'll expound on them. It says, And it came to pass in those days, Luke chapter 2, verse 1, that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Now this didn't just happen. This was the providence of God that he was going to be sure that his son was going to be born where it was said he was going to be born uh, out of uh, in Bethlehem of Judea. I think it's the prophet Micah that mentions that and says, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And uh, all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. You know, in this, in this statement here, we understand how God's in control. Man don't even understand what's going on. But God has set all of this in order for one of them. We're going to read about it here in a minute. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Now she's fixing to give birth. God wants his son to be born in Bethlehem, in Judea, in the city of David. And so it was that while they were there, verse 6, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. 
And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And the reason for that is because of this taxing. Everybody had to be there. This is a little town, Bethlehem. And uh, there were so many people, kind of like the way holidays are. Uh, you know, you can't find no vacancies. Well, there wasn't no vacancy. So Jesus had to be born uh, in a manger. And the uh, reason he was born in a manger, too, one, there wasn't no room. But second, he's the Lamb of God. Perfect place for the Lamb to be born. Verse 8, there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Joseph and all of these in Bethlehem there to be taxed. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And verse 9 is where we're going to pick up about the spiritual Christmas mentioned here in Luke chapter 2. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Now I can only imagine these shepherds out there on the hillside keeping their flock by night. Verse number 8. And all of a sudden the light of heaven comes on and the angel of the Lord shone round about them. Verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be unto all people. You know God uh, he, he wants his blessings upon all. We've got some down here that believe just certain people are going to get saved and only certain can go to heaven. And uh, if you'll notice right there in that verse, it says, shall be to all people, no matter what color you are, uh, no matter where you are. This gift that God gave of his son is to you. And it says, verse 11, for unto you, that's why Jesus came. He came because you needed to be saved. He came because you needed a Savior. It's for unto you, and here's the day Jesus was born on, unto you is born this day. That's when he was born, Rita. He was born this day in the city of David. Now, I don't know the date, but I do know the day. He's born this day right here. He's born this day in the city of David. And if you got the right Bible, Savior is spelled with seven letters. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe. That's a key word right there. This spiritual Christmas, they celebrated the birth of Jesus as a babe in a manger. The next one we're going to speak about, which is in Matthew uh, it's a child in a house. But this spiritual Christmas, this spiritual celebration here says you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. This first Christmas, Jesus is just a baby. He's in a manger. He's wrapped in swaddling clothes. Verse 13, as they get this news, verse 13, and suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God. Heaven's happy. Uh, these shepherds are happy. And saying, 
Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. You know, they want peace. Unfortunately, the reason they don't have peace today is because they don't have Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. He brought peace to me. I didn't have peace till he come took his rightful place on the throne of my heart. I've had peace now for 35 years. But for 34 years, I sought peace. I sought it in every way I could. I sought it, you know, monetarily. I sought it worldly. I bought this. I got this. Nothing brought peace but Jesus. But it says here in verse 14, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. God's will towards you is good. That God says, I know the thoughts I have concerning thee. He said they're good, not evil, to give you an expected end. The book of Jeremiah, verse 15, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. The message came to them. And the message was a Christmas message. And the message was, Glory to God, uh, you know, under you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. And you'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Glory to God in the highest. They said, let's go see this thing which the Lord had made known unto us. Verse 16, they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And that was the first Christmas. And when they'd seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. i got news for you. They wondered today at the story of Christmas. They, uh, they struggle to believe. They struggle to receive it. These shepherds ran with haste. They saw it with their own eyes. Verse 17. And when they'd seen it, they saw it. They were the ones that carried the good news. They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they'd heard and seen as it was told unto them. This first Christmas, uh, a spiritual Christmas, they found this babe uh, in a manger with its mother, uh, and Joseph is her espoused husband. He's not the father of Jesus, and uh, I, I'll just tell you, uh, there's a whole lot more about Jesus than people are ever going to understand or ever be able to know, but he was before Abraham. All things were made by him without anything Without him was not anything made that was made. He's before all things, and by him all things exist. We're so confused today that we're worried about global warming, and they're they're worried about CO2. When I breathe out, I breathe out CO2. I breathe in oxygen. I breathe out CO2. I'm just telling you, they're they're making a problem where there is no problem. 
uh, and it's an expensive effort they're doing and they're not able to accomplish anything. God made everything, made everything right, blessed it. It's continued on this day, but man's always tried to play God. And in this case uh, about global warming, I'm not going to get off on global warming, but I do want to throw this in here. Uh, these electric cars with the flooding that they just had uh, up around uh, uh, New York City uh, where the flood came in, the electric cars exploded, blew up. Uh, they passed a law now that you have to park your electric car 50 feet from any structure, from any building. All the cars in the houses blew up. Those out in the road blew up. And I mean the fire department couldn't even put them out. Uh, just terrible. I mean just like uh, worst fire ever. And uh, you know this this effort to new green deal ain't so green. Uh, I tell you it's dangerous what they're doing. And like I said uh, they don't like the Christmas story. Uh, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to receive it. But thank God for it. This first Christmas was a spiritual Christmas. Uh, it was told firsthand to the shepherds. They saw it firsthand with their own eyes. This second Christmas story is kind of like the one we celebrate today. And it's in Matthew chapter 2. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east, to Jerusalem, you know this this second Christmas, this this worldly Christmas, they're traveling. Uh, a lot of people are traveling right now. They can't get everybody on the planes. Can't get all the cars down the highway. Uh, a lot of people are traveling right now. They're traveling to celebrate Christmas with their family, and this is kind of what this second Christmas is about. These guys traveled so far that when they finally got to where Jesus was, uh, he was about two years old. I, I googled how far they traveled. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of 900 miles. But when they got to Bethlehem of Judea, verse 2, they asked a question saying, Where is he that's born king of the Jews? They were searching for Jesus because they wanted to worship him that had been born in Bethlehem. Said we've seen his star in the east. And are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things. He was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. You know today they don't like to say Merry Christmas. Troublesome. They want to say Happy Holiday. Uh, anything but Christmas. Uh. Happy season, happy holiday. I, I never heard uh, anything but Christmas. Uh, that name Jesus troubles people. That name Christmas, because it's got Christ in it, troubles people. Like I said the other day, I seen a cross on the side of the road decorated like a Christmas tree, and I loved it. Because the first thing I thought of when I saw that cross was Jesus not only died on that cross, but he was the gift of God that was given. And uh, you know, King Herod, he's troubled. And all Jerusalem's troubled with him. Verse 4, uh, When he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, notice, he demanded of them. That's the way the world is. They make demands. Uh, they, they don't want to really know. They're trying to figure out a way around. But he demanded of them where Christ should be born. 
You know, here's the king, and he's king of Bethlehem, Herod the king, and he don't even know about this. Even though Jesus is there, he don't know it. He's not really concerned about Jesus. He's concerned about being king. And in his worldly Christmas, he's worried that he's going to come up short here. Uh, because he's the king of Bethlehem. He don't want to lose his throne. He demanded of them where Christ should be born. You know the world today. They question this. They question that. I've noticed. Uh, a lot of movies being made right now. About the rapture. I watched two of them this morning. Uh, they're little YouTube movies. But uh, they all convey the same thought of how tragic it will be to be left behind. And these people that realize that they missed it, uh, they're, they're realizing, you know, that it's because of them they missed it. The world, in their version of Christmas, they're missing it. Uh, same today where Hulk Hogan uh, got right with God and got baptized, says, happiest day of his life. He's 70 years old. And any time's a good time to get right with God. But you know what? The world misses Christmas because, like Herod, they demand where Christ should be born. Uh, they, they, they don't really want to know for the right reason. They want to know so they can attack the story. They said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it's written by the prophet. And that's talking about Micah there. And uh, it says, And thou... Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel and uh, that's also in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 but uh, King Herod he, he didn't want the truth he just wanted to find this baby so he could eliminate it because it's a threat to him uh, they don't want the name Jesus. They don't want Christmas. They want the Grinch story. Uh, they want Frosty. They want Rudolph. Uh, they want anything but Jesus to celebrate their Christmas, the worldly type Christmas. Then head verse 7, when he privately, that's key word right there, privately called the wise men. See, he done demanded to the scribes and the chief priest there in verse 4. Now he's cunningly, privately, privately calling the wise men, inquiring of them. Why did he go to them begin with? He's inquiring of them diligently. What time the star appeared? You know, he's wanting to know for all the wrong reasons. He considers this child to be a threat to him. And uh, he's privately trying to get the information. And he sent them to Bethlehem, verse 8, and said, Go search diligently for the young child. Now we talked about a babe just a minute ago on the spiritual Christmas. But here is the earthly Christmas, the worldly Christmas. They said, Go search diligently for the young child. And when you found him, bring me word again that I may come worship him also. Why didn't he go with them? They're so concerned about worshiping him. And when they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. 
And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I still remember as a young boy, we was poor. We'd go out and we'd cut our Christmas tree and we'd bring it in there and, and we'd, we'd put them little old pieces of aluminum foil, little stringers on there and we'd, we'd string the popcorn uh, on the thread and put it around there and then we'd make a star out of cardboard and take aluminum foil and, and uh, put it on where it'd be kind of silver looking put it up at the top. We wanted to identify with that star. And they saw the star, verse 9. And, and they were... They were rejoicing with exceeding great joy. You know, even though our house was one of poverty, we rejoiced. What things we had, we were thankful. Uh, we wanted to celebrate Christmas. Uh, Christmas to a child uh, is special. Uh, I don't want to quench that. Uh, I enjoyed Christmas when I was a child. And, of course, uh, I don't celebrate Christmas like I did when I was a child. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I still celebrate Christmas. Mine's more of a spiritual Christmas than a carnal worldly Christmas. But I'll tell you, I, I'll take either one of them. But uh, here, I, I'm leaning more towards the spiritual. But in the spiritual, we want to have some of the worldly type Christmas here. They, they, they rejoice with exceeding great joy. Verse 11, and when they were come, into the house. Now the other one was a manger scene. And uh, now these chef, these wise men are coming into the house. They, they saw the young child. He's not in a manger. With Mary his mother. And fell down. And worshipped him. And uh, when they had opened their treasures. They presented unto him gifts. Uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, we travel long distances like these wise men do. We take gifts to our family, to our friends, and these wise men uh, in the worldly type Christmas, the carnal type Christmas, they traveled a long distance. They brought their gifts with them. When they got there, it says they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And those three gifts have great significance. They honored him as a king with the gold. They honored him as God with the frankincense. And they honored him as their savior with the myrrh, which is a, pertaining to, to death. Myrrh is. Frankincense is like burning incense to God. And the gold is things kings want. They want the gold. Uh, they pile up the gold. Uh, they got houses full of gold. But here these three gifts had significance. But the reason I'm using this to talk about a worldly Christmas, they came a long distance and they got there and they presented their gifts when they got there. Verse 12 says, Being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. Like I said in the very beginning, the spiritual Christmas, God made sure that his son was going to be born in Bethlehem of Judea. Here's Mary. She's with child. Here's her husband Joseph. He's a spouse to her to be her husband. And they don't know this. But they've got to go there to pay their taxes. So spiritually, God got Jesus to be born in Bethlehem of Judea. 
And uh, like I said, it told us what day, on this day born in, in Bethlehem, you'll find the child in the manger there. But here, uh, he's already been born. And, and these wise men, they're coming also to worship the birth of Jesus. But he's not a babe in the manger. Uh, he's a child. Now, everybody makes a big deal on what day. Well, the shepherds worshipped him on the day he was born. The wise men worshipped him in their Christmas and he was about two years old. And that's why I say uh, they're, they're both the same. Uh, Herod here, it says, When they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word for Herod, will seek the young child to destroy him. Not a babe, a young child. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which is spoken the Lord by the prophet sent out of Egypt have I called my son. Herod, when he saw his mouth of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under. He wanted to make sure that he killed this child, uh, this Christ child. And that's what the world wants to do. In their Christmas, they want Xmas. They want Jesus taken out. Herod, uh, the spirit of Herod, like the spirit of Antichrist, didn't want no glory to be given to Jesus. Didn't want no gifts to be given. They want to buy humbug. They want to find out some way to stop it. Some way to steal the joy. Those, uh, those shepherds uh, with great joy, uh, they rejoice giving glory to God. Uh, these wise men here, uh, it says uh, they, they were happy when they found Him. Uh, they, they were exceeding great joy. Verse 10, they rejoice with exceeding great joy. Christmas is a time of great joy. It's a time, uh, you know, little children, they want a present. And you know what? Uh, I didn't get a lot of presents, but I was thankful every present I got. Every little child needs to celebrate Christmas in a childlike way. But we also need to understand there's a spiritual side of Christmas. A babe in a manger is what Christmas is all about. He was worshipped on the day he was born. And he's worshipped here on a different day. He's somewhere about two years old. It's not the date. It's what we're worshipping. And why we celebrate the season of Christmas. That's why I'm talking about two different Christmases tonight. Uh, the world strains the gnat, swallows the camel. Uh, they're never going to be satisfied. And I used to be one of them. But I have to admit, I'm very satisfied. That great gift that God gave through His Son, I benefited from it when I got saved. Christmas now is more spiritual to me. Before it was an earthly Christmas. Uh, we didn't really put any emphasis on Christ. It was just about gifts, trees, uh, cards and stuff like that uh, you know when it comes to uh, giving uh, you know you can give prayer 
You can give cards. You can give a hug. You can give a phone call. Uh, you can give a visit. Just so many things you can give. Uh, and you know Christmas is a time that we want to give. And the reason we want to give is because God gave first. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave first. We give today because God gave. And I tell you, that spirit of giving proceeded from God. And if you've got any of God in you, you want to give to. But I want to talk about tonight on two different types of Christmas. There's a spiritual side of Christmas. And then there's a worldly, carnal side of Christmas. And I, I tell you, there's nothing wrong with either one of them. Uh, like I said, I went the worldly way for... Oh, I guess about 30-some years. But Christmas has been different ever since April 27, 1988. And I, I see Christmas differently now. I, I, it's a tremendous joy now to me every year. Uh, like I said, it's not today. You can see that right here. Uh, the wise man, uh, he's about two years old. The shepherds, they saw him on the day he's born. They had, like I said, a, a different Christmas than the wise men here. Both of these are Christmas stories. Both of these are about the birth of Christ. Both of these are different ways, different age, different days. But both of them are about the same thing. It's about Jesus. Christmas is about Jesus. Boy, if you've got that unspeakable gift, uh, you, you not only uh, celebrate Christmas the right way, but you know what you're celebrating. Jesus told the woman... In John chapter 4, he said, you worship, you know not what? He said, we know what we worship. And you know, when I got saved, I know what I'm worshiping when it comes to Christmas. Uh, you can buy a humbug all you want. Uh, you can say what you want to about it. For one reason, Christmas is such a joyful time. is because of the birth of God's son, Jesus. They got excited about it in heaven. They come down here and sung about it. And they went back to heaven. They got excited about it here. Uh, the wise men, uh, even though he was in the house, even though he was somewhere in the neighborhood of two years old, they was excited about it enough. They made that long journey. Uh, they rejoiced and they went back home. And I tell you what, I, I, I'm, I never get over the fact that Jesus came into this world. He could have came as king, but he came as a babe in a manger. What a great story, the Christmas story. Father, we thank you for the thoughts you give us tonight. Lord, for the word of God that makes such great declarations. And I pray, Lord, the thought that we've shared tonight, uh, Lord, might help someone, Lord, to understand a little bit more and be able, Lord, to, to enjoy a little bit more this time of the year, to understand that great gift you gave your son. You gave him for all. Lord, there wouldn't even be a Christmas without Jesus, but the world wants to take Christ out. Uh, they don't want anything to do with Christ. And Lord, we understand that, Lord, that Antichrist spirit, we had some of that ourselves. But thank you, Lord, that now, Lord, we rejoice and we want to celebrate. We enjoy Christmas more now that we know that it's about Christ. And we ask you, Lord, to help all those out there to get that same joy and that same blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You got anything to add to that, Rita? No, it's... Um pretty much hit on everything that we're going to be doing in the Good. on Good. Sunday. And um, 
it just makes it a little bit more special when you see the the little ones up there. Yeah. Trying to um, tell the story of Jesus. Amen. Um, I like the sound of it already. Because um, we're gonna have some uh, visitors here that don't attend church services, and hopefully we can touch their heart. Good. On Sunday. We'll pray about that, that it'll be just like that. Especially with those small children trying to tell the story. Yeah. And the birth of Jesus. Good. Hopefully, um, we'll touch somebody's heart. Good deal, I tell you. Jesus said, out of the mouth of babes, have perfected praise. They can tell it better than we can. And the reason they can tell it better than we can is because they're dependent upon God more than we do when we tell it. They're tender-hearted and... uh, they're small in stature, but uh, God uses them. He said His strength.